0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane, teaching in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 19, called Hold Fast.
1: I'm sure that some people that were here last week... Didn't want to come back after last week's message. I, uh, somebody came up to me after the, the sermon last week and they said to me, well, you didn't make any friends tonight. And I said, well, it's a good thing that's not my job. So um, no, I, it was a heavier text for sure. Um, but tonight we will continue in Hebrews chapter three. We're going to finish chapter three um, during our time this evening. And um, I pray that you would be encouraged as we look at God's word and look at this exhortation to uh, the early believers, the Hebrews, and um, you know there is just so much wisdom to be found in this passage. And I have been challenged over uh, the the days that I've been preparing these messages. It has definitely um, I've had moments where I've definitely stopped and said, "Lord, forgive me for the times that I failed in this area," Um, and so. From my heart to yours, uh, none of us are above this, amen? We all can grow in these areas, um, and conviction is good. It's good because it should drive us to repentance and then uh, a deeper pursuit of holiness, amen? So uh, let's stand as we read the section together. I will be reading um, from the ESV tonight, and uh, I would encourage you to read along As we read from verse 7, we went to verse 6 last week, so we'll pick up in verse 7 of Hebrews 3, and it reads like this. Uh, The title in my Bible says, A Rest for the People of God. You may have something different, but that is pretty accurate as far as our context tonight. It says in verse 7, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness, But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed, this is our title again, if indeed, if we hold fast or if we hold our original confidence firm to the end, as it is said Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Quoting Psalm 95 again. Verse 16 For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? but to those who were disobedient. So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. You can have a seat. And would you pray with me? Lord, as we see our uh, text that we are in tonight, we pray for your insight and your leading and your guiding. We pray that you'd encourage us tonight, Lord, as we look at a difficult and challenging exhortation from the author of Hebrews to... uh, to hold fast, to hold fast, to not lose sight of our first love, to not lose sight of the hope that we have found in Jesus, in you, Lord. And so give us the, the discernment that we need tonight as we navigate your scriptures, the wisdom and the insight that we need. And may we grow because we've spent time in your word. And we ask for you to guide and lead us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, We begin, and the author says, therefore, so in light of what I have just said, and that was the text that we went through last week, so in light of the fact that Jesus is greater than Moses, he is the supreme high priest, he is the uh, ultimate ambassador, he exemplified what it is to live a life surrendered to the heavenly father, to our heavenly father, in light of the fact that now I've made it clear his day, uh, that you consider your heavenly calling, as you see in verse 1 of chapter 3, consider, uh, that is to think with much intention and, um, and, and 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 attention, think, consider Jesus, the apostle and the high priest of our confession. And verse 2 of chapter 3 says, who was faithful to him who appointed him just as Moses was also faithful. And then he, the author, as we talked about last week, goes on to talk about how Jesus is greater than Moses because Moses, though he was a faithful servant, he was a servant. And he draws this um, picture of a, a son versus a servant. And you could have a, a loyal servant in a household and that's a beautiful, wonderful thing, but nothing replaces the son of the ruler of the house. And that's the picture uh, that the author is painting. He's saying, look, Writing to a group of early Jews who are, uh, Christians and they're, they're faced with the temptation in the midst of persecution and trial, uh, in their Christian life, uh, proclaiming Christ, they're facing persecution and they're faced with the temptation to go back to Moses, to go back to the law, to go back to ultimately something that cannot satisfy. And you and I face the same temptations today right? We, we're we faced with the temptation to go back to Egypt, if you will, to go back to the things of the flesh. In fact, you and I are faced with temptations every single day, and we get to make a decision, a choice to be obedient and to honor God or to not and to cater to the flesh and to give way to sinful desires. And we know that uh, we talked about this last week, sin, when it is given uh, birth, what does it give birth to? Scripture says it gives birth to death. And so in light of all this is what our author is saying. He's saying in light of that, in light of this, I hope that everybody's okay out there. <laughs> Some screaming children. (laughs) In light of this, in light of the supremacy of Christ, his greatness, that he is the, the chief cornerstone. He is the one in whom our hope rests. In light of that, if you hear his voice... Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. So the the picture continues to go back to the nation of Israel in their time of wandering in the wilderness. Turn with me to Psalm, to your left, to the Psalms. If you are new to the scriptures and you split your Bible in half, you'll be real close to the Psalms. Psalm 95. Psalm 95. And Psalm 95. And look at verse 6. Psalm 95, verse 6. So this is the section that our writer of Hebrews is quoting. So this is, uh, I want I want to just remind you, I think this is good for us as Bible students. Remember, this is a letter being written to a group of Christians, and he is quoting Old Testament passages that this group of Jews is very well acquainted with, All right? And so they know the Old Testament scriptures and the Old Testament law very well, um, and so He is quoting Psalm 95 without saying, hey guys, here's Psalm 95, uh, because he's assuming that they know the word of God. This is written to a group of Christians. I hope that you know the word of God tonight as a Christian. And if you uh, feel that you don't know the word of God well, there's a remedy to that. Do you know what it is? Read it. it. (laughs) I know, deep stuff tonight. If you want to know God's word more, read it. So he's quoting Psalm ninety-five verse six, and verse six says, "Oh, come, let us worship and bow down; let us kneel before the Lord our Maker." It's an amazing verse. We have a lot of songs that use Psalm ninety-five six. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, here's our section. If you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of Massah in the wilderness. When your fathers put me, that is the Lord God, to the test, uh, they put me to the proof though they had seen my work. So the Lord is saying to the people through the psalmist, they had seen my faithfulness. They had seen my hand at work and still they did not believe. And, and you know, as, as we read sections like this, you can turn back to uh, Hebrews. I just want to show you that, that section there. It's so easy for us to read sections like this and think, how could they have doubted God's faithfulness? I mean, how could they have doubted him? They, time and time again, God proved himself to be faithful to the nation of Israel. He, he rescues them from slavery through uh, the leading. And, and you could go all the way back to the burning bush moment with Moses where the Lord reveals himself and says, it's going to be you. And Moses is like, it's not going to be me. You know anything about me? I'm, I don't speak well. I'm unqualified. All the excuses, right? All the things that probably most of us resonate with <laughs> when it comes to Moses. Every time I get up here, I feel inadequate because that's just the human condition. And the reality is that none of us are actually equipped. It's going to be anything good that comes from our life is going to be through the Lord's power. And so, You know, you go all the way back to the Lord speaking to Moses and you see his hand working as he's preparing a way to liberate the nation. And yet, within just probably a few weeks of them uh, being liberated from the hand of the the Egyptians, there's already complaining and crying in the camp. Can I tell you that uh, oftentimes, The biggest complainers are my fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. And it's not a good testimony, is it? And all of us can become chronic complainers, right? Where in every situation we find something negative to dwell on. And some of you are wired this way and you know this about yourself, right? That you know that you are prone to (laughs) whine. You are prone to whine. And nobody likes being around a person who's constantly complaining. And maybe you know someone like this. Maybe you're sitting next to someone like this. Don't look at them right now unless they already know because it's your spouse. And then it's up to you if you want to sleep in the same bed as them tonight. But I, I know that this is a struggle for all of us, right? If we're being honest, all of us struggle. Every once in a while, you meet that really obnoxious person who's always just positive positive right? Because <laughs> they make our sin look really bad, don't they? When you meet somebody who's just really, you know, upbeat and positive about everything, and you want to complain, and that person is, is an inconvenience to you, because they want to put a positive twist on everything. But praise the Lord for people like that.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Shane Lance in a moment.
2: I'm producer Rob of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance, reminding you that this is a listener-supported ministry, and we're really hoping you would consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with the behind-the-scenes work for this ministry, which reaches a lot of people like you. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $10 a month and visit walkintruth.com to give. Now, I'm really excited about this. In fact, we all are. As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. This month's series is called An Invitation to Intimacy, a look at intimacy in marriage through the Song of Solomon. Check this out. That's how I showed my anger. Mm -hmm. Not in words, but in you can't have me. Mm -hmm. And that obviously took a toll in our relationship.
1: Even for me, in a church that didn't shy away from it, it wasn't talked about a ton, but I remember getting married and my wife and I being like, this is weird, like, so good now, I guess. You know,
2: and <laughs> there was infidelity, just a lot of financial issues, you know, all those things that make the top list of,
1: of yes. why a marriage
3: is hard. The Lord's given us all things to enjoy, yeah. the scriptures say, and freedom is a big word yeah. as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. what's happened in the church is that the church has not always sent a message that we're supposed to enjoy life and be free. We've put a lot of unnecessary weights on people. And I'm not saying that there aren't boundaries and there's things that God wants done a certain way, but there's also freedoms that we can enjoy pleasure in life.
2: (laughs) All this and more is available to you as a thank you for becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Please visit walkintruth.com and click donate today. That's walkintruth.com. Click donate. walkintruth.com. Click donate.
0: We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now back to Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, on Walkin' Truth. Because they want to put a positive twist on everything.
1: Praise the Lord for people like that. And frankly, we ought to be more like that. You know, the scripture says in the Psalms, Lord, restore me to the joy of my salvation. You know, frankly, as believers, we ought to be more joyful than any other people on the planet. And yet we are often crippled by chronic complaining. And we can slip back into the the stinking thinking, as Pastor Michael often puts it. And so... The exhortation referring back to the Psalms and referring back to the occurrences of the nation of Israel in their early days of liberation out of Egypt, the writer is making the point, don't fall into this way of thinking and going back and focusing on the negative. And verse 10 of Hebrews 3 says, they always go astray where? In their heart. It always starts with our heart. And the problem with that is simple: when there's issues in our heart, other people, we can hide it from them pretty well, right? See, if if it's a physical thing, an outward thing, it's pretty quick to discover an issue, right? If somebody shows up with a broken arm and their arm is in a sling, it's pretty easy to identify that there's an issue, right? Because that issue is an exterior issue. The danger of a heart that is slowly becoming hardened is that oftentimes we are very good at keeping that hidden from the people around us. And so even those who uh, maybe we do have all the right, uh, quote, systems in place, if you will, in our Christian life. We have accountability partners and maybe you have a mentor and maybe you have people that you can confide in and trust who you go to when you're struggling. But even them, they only can help you so much. You know, in ministry, we often say with people who walk in the doors of the church and need assistance, uh, oftentimes we are in a drug addiction epidemic in this country. We get many people who walk in the doors of the church and they are struggling with some form of addiction. And can I tell you, my heart breaks for people who are struggling with addictions because an addiction is not something where you can just shake your finger at a person and say, well, you gotta quit because there's a mental illness that's often associated with addiction. There are physical things. Your body becomes accustomed in the case of using drugs where your body craves that thing. And and be even less than that, it could be something as, as simple as um uh, uh, an addiction that can be easily hidden, right? Usually those who use uh, drugs for a long enough period of time, it becomes pretty evident on a physical level that there's an issue. But the heart of the issue is always the heart. It starts with the heart. And we, and that's what I was getting at is when people come in the doors, we often have to realize that we cannot help someone who does not want to get better, and, and the same thing is true for you and I tonight. I can give you the Word of God. You can read the Word of God. You can even have times of devotion and prayer. But if you don't want to surrender, if you do not want to get better, if you will, spiritually, you won't. You won't. You have to recognize your need for Christ and then act upon it. And so the heart of the issue is always the heart. And so our author in chapter three, verse 10 says, they always go astray in their heart. It always starts with the heart. The Bible constantly talks about the heart. I wanna give you several scriptures. Uh, If you guys can put them on the screen, that'd be awesome, but I'm gonna do them in somewhat rapid fire. So if you can't keep up, it's, it's okay, I understand. But Proverbs, I just want you to sit and just listen to the word of God for a moment, if you will. Just what some of, some of the, there's, there's hundreds of verses that talk about the human heart, but here's just a few that stuck out to me in my time of preparation. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow springs of life. Keep your heart with all vigilance you know what it is to be vigilant it's to be thorough it's to be extremely prepared and maybe cautious depending on what context we're talking about but it's it's to to handle with great intense care so my first question for you tonight how vigilant are you being in protecting your heart and keeping your heart pure before the lord you know in many christian circles it's almost become a cliche to say guard your heart but really guarding your heart and the reason it's become cliche is it's usually revolving around the dating world but frankly the bible talks about guarding your heart on a much more important scale and it is in the uh, in the context of against the schemes of the enemy and against temptation and against the hardening of our hearts philippians chapter 4 Verses 6 and 7, a verse that many of us will know well, says this. Do not be anxious about anything. Easy. (laughs) Right? We all got that one down. But in everything. Can we just look at the language that Paul is using as he writes to the church in Philippi? Do not be anxious about anything. He doesn't leave any wiggle room there.
0: You've been listening to Hold Fast, part one on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane, teaching in Hebrews chapter three, verses seven through 19. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Radio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And could you please do us a favor and encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? The same if you're listening on podcast, please click the share button. If Pastor Michael's teachings have been a blessing to you, then our hope is they'll do the same for someone you care about. Thanks so much for spreading the word about walk in truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, maybe you hear the
3: idea of guarding your heart at all times and you're like, man, that sounds exhausting. (laughs) Well, in one sense, if you're trying to do it in your own strength, it is. But I'll tell you, the best defense in this sense is a good offense. That is, when you are sowing to the things of the Spirit, what's that mean, sowing? That means when you're just simply partaking, reading your Bible, um, turning on Christian worship, fellowshipping, sharing your faith, spending time in prayer, meditating on God's Word. What happens is your heart gets so filled up that it's protected. This is a positive. Now, do you have to guard your heart? Sure. The book of Proverbs says, guard it with all diligence. But, But the way to do that is to fill up your heart, metaphorically speaking, with the things of God. And there'll be no room or very little room for anything else. Speaking of being filled up, here we are at the weekend and community is a huge part of guarding your heart. You might not have connected that before, but when you're with other believers, you're stronger. And this is an opportunity to get back to church. Now maybe you kind of gave up on church. Well, I would say give it a second chance. Why not? I mean, how many chances does God give us? <laughs> so maybe you got it maybe you got uh, offended, maybe you had a bad experience. Whatever it may be, give the body of Christ. You know, let me let me just say it this way. I heard a pastor say earlier today. It's easy to find weaknesses. It doesn't take a lot of wisdom to find weaknesses in people. Yeah, there are weak, sinful, um, you know, imperfect people in the church. But that's part of the reason we gather is to find our refuge in Christ. I'm not excusing bad behavior. I'm just saying that if you're going to look for the worst, you're going to find it. But if you give the church a second chance, um, you might be pleasantly surprised. Hey, if you're anywhere within driving distance of the Inland Empire, you can join us at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor We have service times at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. We have a 1.00 p.m. Spanish service. You can get information and driving directions to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue, when you go to walkintruth.com and click on the church tab. That's walkintruth.com. Click on that church tab. And if you're not local and you'd like to experience the live stream of our 10.30 a.m. Pacific time service. Just search us on YouTube, Living Truth Christian Fellowship, or you can connect to the YouTube live stream when you go to walkintruth.com. Have a wonderful, blessed weekend, and we'll see you Monday.
0: And remember, Walk in Truth is a listener supported ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with the behind the scenes work for this ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $10 a month and visit walkintruth.com to give. As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael. You'll have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. This month's series is called An Invitation to Intimacy, A Look at Intimacy in Marriage Through the Song of Solomon. All this and more is available to you as a thank you for becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com and click donate. And join us Monday for part two of Pastor Shane's teaching in Hebrews chapter three, seven through 19, called Hold Fast. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.